eyes to overthinking everything with Anna Lee. It's, uh, it's been a minute since I have recorded a podcast, which is unfortunate. I've missed it a lot, and I know that I somehow promised that I was going to record more podcasts now during, uh, during the fall. But now we're already in 2021, the election has already been, and today it is currently Inauguration Day for Joseph Biden and Kamala Harris. So a lot has uh, a lot has happened. Um, Trump has done what he could in his last days as president. He has pardoned a lot of people. He, of course, exercised his right to challenge the uh, the election votes and the election result, which in turn uh, still showed that Biden and Harris won the election on November 7th, I think was when the official count came out. But yeah, a lot of stuff has happened. Uh, 2021 started off kind of rough in the US, unfortunately. And on January 6th, Trump supporters decided to, yeah, storm Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C. And uh, that hasn't happened since the 1800s when the British burnt down the White House and stormed the Capitol. And Trump was also impeached again uh, by the House of Representatives. So a lot has happened in a short period of time. It is only the 20th of January. And once again, 2021 is almost kind of starting off as 2020 did. COVID is still around and we are still waiting for mass vaccinations, which will probably not happen anytime soon. I am very impressed with how scientists and pharmaceutical companies were able to come out with a vaccine so quickly. So even though it might take a while for all of us to get this vaccination, we must keep reminding ourselves about how historic this is, how quickly we came out with a vaccine compared to other years where we've had virus outbreaks. So yeah, I mean, I have a very hard time being mad or shocked for that matter about what happened on Capitol Hill on the 6th of January. Since I am a media communications major, I pay a lot of attention to media and to what is being spread around on the internet. I uh, have been uh, fortunate enough to have access to uh, certain people's uh, profiles where they share certain information that uh, is um, what you would call fake news or misinformation. And unfortunately, to these people who share it, it's real news to them because they don't know anything better. I mean, polarization is no stranger to America and honestly to the rest of the world at this point. Currently, the U.S. is just preparing for the worst-case scenario today on January 20th for the Inauguration Day. I mean, it is under threat by the same people that came in there on January 6th. And, I mean, there are already 20,000 U.S. troops in D.C. right now and have been there for a while. And there will probably be a lot more today. I'm still kind of shocked that they are going to um, perform the inauguration ceremony as tradition 
has always been. Um, but to be honest, with these circumstances of not just COVID and what happened in Capitol Hill, but just from a security standpoint, I think that it is quite risky. But obviously, if they're still going forward with it, they know what they're doing and they have security measure measures in place to make it as safe as possible. But I do think that um, it's uh, it's not going to be a quiet day and a quiet inauguration, not just in D.C., but just across America with uh, protests and uh, celebrations for uh, what happens today in the historical moment. Not just after what happened on Capitol Hill and the actual uh, COVID year that occurred and the strange election circumstances, but also just the fact that the first female vice president will be inaugurated today, which is an incredible moment. And not just that, but the first female of color. Um, so it, uh, I, I'm extremely proud to, to have been a part of, of that. And, um, I do understand the frustrations of the 74 million other people that did not get what they wanted. They wanted Trump to stay in office. I just honestly have empathy for Republicans that feel like they just lost their, their rights when Trump lost. But I don't sympathize with the people who just result to violence, like the people that stormed Capitol Hill. I also do not empathize with people that spread misinformation online and are extremely aggressive online. And that goes both ways, to be honest. That is both Democrats and Republicans that attack each other and that believe that their side is better than the other. And I don't believe that that's democracy. That is not democracy. And that is really the core issue in America right now that I have observed and I feel like the media is really fueling. And I don't believe that they understand the vicious circle they have created and what they are stuck in. So I just hope that people pay more attention to news and, and factual news and, and also just reflect on what you're hearing and make your own decisions. Have your own opinions. Also, just don't take in other people's opinions. Create your own and look at the facts, look at what other people are saying, and then make a decision instead of actually going with whatever someone is saying on the news or whatever a politician is saying. It's just extremely important to be objective in these kind of situations because the more subjective you are, the more likely you are going to throw off people to another side, throw off people to a side that they don't even understand why they believe what they believe. And that is what's going on right now with, with Trump fueling that fire uh, that already existed there. I mean, Trump is not the illness. He is literally the symptom. The illness was already there. So these symptoms that are arising now is something that has literally been there. It's been ingrained in American society for a very long time. And I think especially when Obama became president, something shifted. And I know something shifted because research into 
how Republicans and Democrats have behaved before Obama and after Obama have shown that there was a great effect once America had an African-American president. Something happened. Something shifted. And I just believe that America is just way more complex than just trying to kick out a president-elect out of Washington. The issues just go so much deeper than the sitting president. It goes so much deeper than Trump. And there's too much focus on Trump. Just like Biden has talked about is that he, he will be the president for all Americans. He will listen to all Americans. And that kind of rhetoric is literally what you need in a broken, polarized America. Because when you have someone like Trump, you're fueling the fire of that one part of America that feels left out. And Biden is trying to bring those people back in. Even though they might not agree with his politics, at least he can sympathize with them as human beings and as Americans. So it's just this, it's, it's just this complex social issue in America that goes so much deeper than Trump. And I would like people to understand that, that there's so much emphasis on this in the media, not just in America, but internationally, that Trump is uh, a huge issue and uh, Trump is fairly a big issue internationally because of what he did in his time as president. But the core issue now is how do you start fixing America and how do you start fixing the politics so that the U.S. won't be this unpredictable actor on the international scene? Because right now that is what's happening, is that all of a sudden Biden becomes president and his policies, uh, international policies especially, will be extremely different to what Trump had. But of course, it's very hard for international actors to believe or trust in American politics when it shifts so extremely between the presidential terms. So every four years, we might have, okay, we go back into the Paris Agreement, and then the next president will say, no, we want to back out of the Paris Agreement. And then it goes back and forth and back and forth. So right now, it's, it's extremely up in the air, even though we have a new president. There's still people that are hesitant internationally to keep relations with America in the same way that they did before. I also just wanted to mention that I was on TikTok, of course, uh, a few days ago, and just, you know, talking about media and, and, and talking about what's, what's um, being spread on media uh, platforms. So for example, Facebook and Instagram. Uh, she was mentioning that, and something that I should have thought of earlier, that platforms such as Facebook and Instagram are going down in popularity with a lot of younger people or losing users just because of this increased political propaganda and kind of debate on the platforms. It's been hijacked by disinformation and misinformation. At this point, it has just become extremely overwhelming for a lot of people. And I would say that there isn't just there isn't one day that I go on to any of these platforms and I'm not informed about something US-related or world news-related when I'm on Instagram or Facebook. That's why many people have been drawn to TikTok 
for kind of a sense of community and a way to feel better about your daily life on social media. I mean, obviously it depends on what your feed looks like on TikTok, but the content spread on there is more personal and, and relatable to a human being, <laughs> not a conspiracy theorist or an extremist. Of course, there I have seen occasional misinformation videos that come out there that I've actually reported. But um, I think she had a great point there that uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, and um, Twitter are really under fire right now because of what is being spread and what has been spread on their platforms. And I think to this day, it is still extremely complex with the way that the media works, social media works, especially because where do you draw the line and where are you infringing on someone's right to freedom of speech? That's where the issue lies. Because online platforms now have become gathering points for people who think the same. It's become, you know, a place for activists to gather and to talk about similar issues and, and similar passions. And unfortunately, a lot of this stuff results to them planning events such as the Capitol Hill storming. Um, but it, it's, it's hard. I mean, they still have their right to protest. Obviously, what they did was extremely illegal and extremely violent. But if they had gone there peacefully and they started protesting, that would have been their right. But that's what I've always had a problem with and, and a struggle with kind of balancing that is, is when does it go too far and, and when, when can you consider it as something illegal and something that infringes on your human rights? It, it, it really is a... A hard balance and I think that's something that we will be struggling with for a while with uh, social media platforms and media in general um, I mean technically your opinion and your freedom of speech is whatever you believe is right and whatever you believe yeah is is your right to say to a group of people but when does it when does it go too far does it go too far when you have an extreme following and you're influencing a lot of people but we've always had that we've always had people who have been able to gather a large amount of people and have just been able to influence their opinions and feelings about certain topics or certain social issues and that's something that really just hasn't changed it's just the way we do it has changed but the question is is it fair when you have such a larger reach on a platform such as Instagram or Facebook or Twitter? Because it's not as natural, it's not as uh, organic as it usually was or as it was before. And I think that's where it gets blurred. It gets very, very blurred and it's something that I am still super interested in trying to understand and trying to figure out what is morally and ethically correct or incorrect. So I'm just going to end it here because I have talked for a while now and I believe that I got out what I wanted to get out. And I also wish that today will be peaceful 
and that no one gets killed and no one gets hurt during the inauguration day. But I also hope that whoever is listening gets a broader understanding of what's going on and, and what the issues really are and maybe reflect on on your own behavior or people around you that might be doing similar things as uh, spreading information or uh, actively engaging in misinformation. But just a general empathetic understanding of Republicans in America and what they're going through and how it feels for them that the president that they voted for is not going to come back. And just the fact that I do understand that a lot of people disagree with what Trump did, and I I do as well, but there are still 74 million Americans that voted for this man and feel unheard. And I think that that is extremely, extremely important to remember and also to pay attention to because some of those people will be very mad and it goes both ways. There might have been some very mad Democrats if it had gone the other way. So I think it's extremely important to have empathy for other people who maybe you do not agree with politically, socially, whatever it may be. But I still think that it's very important to understand other people's point of view. And I still believe that you should listen to them. Doesn't mean you have to agree with them, but just listen. So thank you for listening today, and I hope that I will come back with another podcast episode. But for now, I have a lot of work on my hands, trying to get some internships, trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my life after Hyper Island. So uh, yeah, that's it for me now, and uh, I hope to catch you guys in the next one. (laughs) 